Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Uh, I am back home for the summer, which means for the next few months, actually, you're going to be treated to podcast episodes where Carl and myself are recording once again in the same room together. Live! Coming at you live, Super <laughs> Mercado Brothers! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited for this episode. I remember last week when when I gave that little tease that we're going to do this, you were like, what took so long? I thought we were going to do this months ago, and you I don't know, really know what we happened we were in to this. this exact room. I remember recording that episode. Uh, remix, maybe, or sports? It was a remix or sports episode. It was kind of around the um, Olympics, at least I thought. Um, yeah, it was the last Olympics we had, yeah, here. And we were talking about, like, oh, yeah, we need to do, like, an Olympics games episode, um, but we didn't want to wait that long, so we're like, we're going to do another Mario and Sonic. And we're just you know, blown away. The next away. few episodes, you know, at the beginning of next season, and I don't know what happened. I think I we think, forgot. I can't think of another video game series that has... Bo- mind-bogglingly good music almost to the point where it doesn't really fit the games like the music shouldn't be this good sure because <laughs> the games are like they're fine they're just kind of you know olympic kind of mini game well it's this interesting tradition of of like third-party companies taking nintendo franchises mm-hmm. and almost being more respectful with the music than nintendo i mean yeah. a great example of that would be Star Fox assault which that game was actually developed by Namco. Right. Uh, but the composers were fantastic, and there were so many amazing orchestral reimaginings of classic Star Fox themes. But you know what? I think sometimes it takes outside people of the company to realize how amazing something is and to show reverence to it. Right. And these are, it's not just any third party. These are all Sega composers and musicians mm-hmm. that are working on these soundtracks. And one thing Which that I... Which is so crazy, right? I mean, Sega and Nintendo, they were the biggest of rivals. Yeah. The thought that Mario and Sonic could appear in a game together I mean I remember when the first one was announced it just blew my mind and right. crazy to think that now so many of them have existed mm-hmm. and most people haven't played them or don't really care about them and it's the music crazy. was definitely this underrated thing I never even knew about it let alone it being amazing until recent years and once I di- once I dove into it holy moly a lot of phenomenal remixes from the Mario series and the Sonic series and a lot of really great original music too one thing I want to mention if you look on our playlist today you'll see very heavily skewing towards the Mario remixes. That wasn't really our decision. That's just the best remixes in the series happen to be the Mario ones, which I again find ironic that these Sega composers, there's a couple Sonic remixes that, and some of them are okay, but they definitely, the focus felt well, we've like talked it was about on how, you know, in the recent years for Sonic, he's been kind of trying to uh, take some cues from Mario. Sure. You know, we talked about with Sonic Lost World, really trying to be the Mario galaxy of that series. And I think you even saw that a little bit with Sonic Colors. Uh, but it seems like the direction of Sonic music is taking a little bit of influence from Nintendo. So I imagine some of these composers, you know, were big fans of the Mario franchise and were probably really excited to get to explore and use some of those themes, particularly the stuff from Galaxy. Because, you know, we did that whole episode on Sonic Lost World and talked about how uh, really all the influence, not only in the game, but specifically in the soundtrack. And so I kind of feel like in some of these instances, these composers already had their work cut out for them. um, And and you did mention Galaxy, particularly for the Galaxy 1 and 2, there's 
tons of remixes right. from those games in the series. So anyways... Which I find interesting because like those games already have orchestral soundtracks, so it's interesting that they didn't mm-hmm. try to focus on remixes from like NES and SNES games. There are some of them, and we'll get to that. So guys, in case we never mentioned it, today we're going to be focusing on the Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games series, okay? Did we um, really not say that? I okay, guess let's we didn't start say over. That. Let's re-record everything. <laughs> so there's a few games in this series. Uh, what you guys heard playing in was the third entry. That was Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. That was the first game to feature like a specific city in the title. That was the staff role, funnily enough, even though we're playing in with it. And we're going to now move on to the second game in this series. We're skipping the first one. We're actually going to play out with a track from the first one. But this is the second one. It's called Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games. And the composers we have here, we have a lot of them. We have Fumi Kumatani, Naofumi Hataya, Hideaki Kobayashi, Jun Senoue, uh, Tomonori Sawada, and some other uh, wonderful Sega the composers here. The thought of here. Jun Senoue working on Mario music, just again, it literally blows my mind. It would it's be like crazy. Koji Kondo working on a Sonic game. So before we get crazy. into some remixes, let's play another original track. This is the title from uh, the Olympic Winter Games. It's another beautiful orchestral piece of music. Here we go. wonderful you guys are listening to the title from mario and sonic at the olympic winter games which was the second in the series lead composer here uh fumi kumitani as well as some wonderful other sega composers this is a great example of outstanding original music that mm-hmm. this game doesn't necessarily deserve but it's just it's wonderful it sounds a lot like uh the legend of zelda theme but it's it's fantastic it's kind of like music that you would imagine would exist at the nintendo olympics sure uh, <laughs> yeah and i'm not sure why the focus of the series was so heavily on mario at least from from what i've heard like the musical direction and the, i think the it's because nintendo won the console wars they beat <laughs> out sega and so they're they're kind of victorious yeah well, I mean, to be fair, like, this game com- came out on the Wii and the DS. Right. So it's, like, it's on Nintendo Nintendo's platforms. Nintendo's, like, the godfather. They're calling the shots. Right. But, oh, my gosh, yeah. I kind of wish that this, uh, the people that worked on this series would kind of maybe work on, like, a full-fledged Mario game at some point. Because they yeah. just, oh, my God, or they did a great like job. Or have, like, an actual Mario in Sonic crossover title. That'd be cool. How cool would that be? All right, let's move on to... Who knows? Um, what if Sonic shows up in Mario Odyssey? Wouldn't that be insane? That, that would, would blow be, my mind. I would love that. That'd be great. Um, now we're going to move on to the last track we're going to play from the second uh, title, which is Olympic Winter Games. This is Snowboard Cross. Let's take a listen. 
This is wild. This is from the second entry, and they already have a significantly big budget with real performance. Wonderful arranging and composition here. Uh, this is just blows my mind. I mean, this is like we had to wait for Nintendo series like Mario Kart for like years later to get this kind of a budget, and you know, <laughs> this Mario and Sonic game had better sounding music years before. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, I will still argue that what makes music good are, you know, the melodies and harmonies. And, like, Nintendo has been writing fantastic music for decades, and they didn't need, you know, big orchestras and big budgets. Yeah, that's true. But... It sure is nice when you get it. <laughs> and what's cool about something like this, it almost anticipates where Nintendo would go with something like Super Mario 3D World. Sure. It's almost like the first true introduction to that uh, more big band pop brass Isn't that crazy? flavor with these characters and some of these themes. And you mentioned Mario Kart. I'm also reminded of some of the Mario Kart 8 stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a stretch to suggest that uh, some of these... Uh, that some of these Mario and Sonic Olympic games could have been an influence to the direction of composers at Nintendo, because after all, it's possible, you know, I mean, this was really some of the first. These are some earlier instances of the Mario character getting that uh, polished orchestral big band kind of flavor to it. Well, I think it's wild, especially when we get into the particularly like the, the last game in the series, which was that came out in 2016. It's just insane, like the budget that they had to record and mix and it just this music sounds so top tier and again it's like it compare this to like what you hear in this area from like mario golf or you know these those other mario side games it's just it's going to be like decent sounding midi stuff or like maybe okay virtual instruments and then you hear this and it's just like again what? i think it's because sega did it like in terms of nintendo's radar the games that they're going to a lot to have this kind of large music budget uh they're going to be very choosy about mm -hmm. what that is and a you know, a side kind of party game is not going to be the top on their list. That's but true. for Sega, it's like a big deal because it's this crossover title where they get to use Nintendo franchises. And also, I don't know, I, I don't want to like criticize Sega too much, mm -hmm. but I, when you look at a lot of like Sonic games in the last, I don't know, decade, they look amazing yeah. and they often have really good soundtracks. You Especially know, they're very the, like polished, the production, the yeah. graphics are good and the game's more often than not, are terrible. So I, I kind of think, you know, we might just be the beneficiaries of uh, maybe not the smartest budget in the long run because sure. I don't think these games are considered to be very good. No, I don't so think they probably so. put the budget in the wrong place. Yeah, but who cares? Because we got this awesome music. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, let's now move on to the the third game in the series. This is Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. This is really when things started to ramp up in terms of quality. I remember when this was on the radar. Uh, maybe maybe a few years ago, three four years ago, I was on YouTube and saw some tracks from this, and I was like, "What the what?" This is is like phenomenal um there's some really great original music we're gonna play it looks like uh so we had that play-in so what you guys are playing in that was from london we're gonna play two more tracks one original one remix let's play an original that is just one of our favorites this is just such a fun catchy track we've played this before and we just are in love with it it's uneven bars and once again we have the same a lot of the same people from sega digital studio that worked on this game this time kenichi takoi is the lead composer as well as um neofumi hitai and some of the other names as well uh let's take a listen to uneven bars
don't care how many times I listen to this, I just I can't not dance and smile. It's just it's perfect. It's so good, right? This is uneven bars from the London 2012 Olympic Games. It just, oh, it's so happy. I just can't contain myself. I mean, I was saying this uh, when we were listening, but this is almost like if Stevie Wonder wrote music for a Absolutely. video game. Absolutely. Some so Sir Duke fantastic. vibes in yeah. there for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. But Sir it's Duke. more catchy. It's more happy than anything. Well, and to me, this is like the prototypical example of Sonic meets Mario because you right have down the some middle. of the, I, I almost want to say like jazzy touches from the Mario series, oh, yeah. but you have kind of like the pop, fun, uh, cool factor that I think I associate with a, lot of, yeah, with a lot of Sonic music. It, I can't quite explain it, but it's music that actually feels perfect for both of those series, yeah. and they both feel like there's some influence um the use of the, the synthesizer is such a wonderful moment, too, when that comes in. Yeah. It's such a great choice. The only thing I'll say, I don't want to harp too much about this today, but, like, part of me feels like this wonderful track was wasted in this game. Sure. Like, this could have been in a Mario or a Sonic game and maybe would have lived on, you know, had, like, a higher esteem if it was in, like, more of, like, a mainline game. Because it... Can you just imagine, like, playing Mario 3D World and then hearing this track? Like, this would be one of right. the best in that game. The thing that I'll say, though, is, like, think how many NES games we we play music from that are obscure, that no one's ever heard That's of, true. that have yeah. fantastic soundtracks. At least this game has Sonic and Mario in the title. I mean... Yeah. That's got to do something for it. You and it know? Did, they did sell really well, which is one of the reasons they had the budget. Um, so let's play one more track from the London 2012 Olympic Games, the first remix of the day. And and like we said, there's a lot of galaxy love in the series, and that's okay with me. Um, we're going to uh, move on I think to... we have a lot of galaxy love. We do love. have a lot of galaxy love. We're going to move on to a track called Dream Spacewalk, and this is remixing Sky Station Galaxy from Galaxy 2. Cool. Let's take a listen. This is amazing. You guys are listening to Dream Spacewalk, which is remixing pretty much the main theme of Galaxy 2, Sky Station. Uh, amazing track, composition originally by Mihiro Yokota. Will, if I'm not mistaken, this is an entirely new recording. Yeah, completely. Um, 100% new. Adding the drum beat is so natural. It, right. <laughs> it's weird how natural it is. It feels really good. Um, that B section is now on a solo cello, which is Well, the thing that I beautiful. love about the Mario Galaxy music is that... It's, it has this air of sophistication that's brought to it through the orchestration and the presentation, mm -hmm. but the melodies themselves 
are these kind of pop melodies. They have these yeah, syncopated song rhythms and these like jazzy J-pop kind of chords. That and it feels like Mario. It doesn't feel like a, a new introduction of a musical flavor. And I think mm-hmm. that's in a sense how you might describe some of the music of the Mario series. So I think that's why it just feels so natural to add more like pop uh, rhythm section elements to it yeah. because it's almost was a part of the track originally. Even if it wasn't drums, it had rhythmic syncopation and it kind of satisfied your sense of. Well, groove so it's a lot not the music. first time that we've heard like a like a kind of EDM remix of this music. Like the Purple Coin theme, remember? It's like the Gusty right. Garden remix, and that's actually in the actual game itself. Right. So we have heard that. And, you know, before. and Nintendo did a similar thing in 3D World. There's that's that true. one like aerial stage where it takes takes the Gusty mm-hmm. Garden theme and does kind of like this dance remix. Yeah. Th- but this arrangement is really nice. I mean, it's pretty faithful to the original. A big area where you hear the difference is in the size of the hall, that there's practically no reverb on this Which recording. is kind of cool. And it sounds really dry, and it gives it that like 70s disco sound, which yeah. I love. And it, it's just another element to kind of recontextualize the same music, because they're not doing too much different with the orchestration. I have a feeling this was probably like a by-ear, by-memory kind of transcription of but it. But how cool is that? Yeah. That someone from Sega was listening to the Galaxy 2 music and trying to, you know, reorchestrate it for the smaller group. Well, and I also get the sense that they didn't have woodwinds because when those flute trills happened, that sounded like fake virtual instrument trills. Interesting. And the oboe solo was replaced with a cello. So I kind of think yeah. they just had strings and brass. But, it, you know, I think it fits because it they, they are trying to go for more of like a 70s kind of a disco orchestra sound. And they nailed it. All right, what do you say? Should we move on to the next entry? Yeah, let's now, do it. Now, keep in mind that we have a lot of the playlist left, and it's mostly dedicated to uh, this game and then the most recent game. It's Sochi and Rio. By far the best soundtracks, jam-packed with a phenomenal remixes and original tracks. So the big bulk of the episode is going to be on these two games. This is Mario and Sonic at the Sochi 2014 Olympic Winter Games. This came out in 2013. Uh, it's once again Sega Digital Studio, Tadashi Kinukawa, Hideaki Kobayashi, Naofumi Hitaya, Jun Senue, a lot of the same people uh, that worked in the series previously. We're going to start things off with another Galaxy remix. Uh, this is Bowser's Galaxy Generator. I believe we've played this on the podcast before. It, it's a bold choice. It goes into some new genres that we wouldn't necessarily expect, but Man, is it good. Here we go.
why does this feel so natural and so right to have this like 70s disco porn soundtrack vibe here to Galaxy Generator? It's just like, it's great. It still feels just as epic, but it's like, it's almost like this hope now. It's like, yeah, I can do, like, if this happened in Galaxy... This would be great in, like, Rocky or something. Yeah, like, imagine you're playing the level and all of a sudden the drumbeat comes in. Like, I'm going to be even more motivated to, like, kick Bowser's right. butt, you know? It's it's cool great. how things come full circle. Because uh, the first game that Koji Kondo ever worked on... Solo here. Oh, my God. What were you saying about Koji? The first game that Koji Kondo ever worked on uh, was Punch-Out, the arcade game, and he wrote some great themes that were very much inspired by Rocky, uh, and I think it's cool. Obviously, he went on to really almost establish a huge part of the what video game What did he go on sound. to do? I never heard from him after that. Uh, and what, I mean, just knowing that this soundtrack is... Knowing that these games are so referencing the Mario material, and now taking that stuff and bringing it into this like '70s thing—I mean, it really sounds like Bill Conti's score to Rocky. I think there's kind yeah. of an interesting full circle uh, effect that just happens. All right, well, <laughs> this is not just us, but we have to move on to another Galaxy remix from this game. Uh, yeah, in my opinion, I think the best stuff from the series is, you know, was their Galaxy remixes. They must have just, I think it was around the time of the release of those games and they were popular and it made sense. Um, but yeah, so we're going to move on to an awesome remix of Bowie Base Galaxy. Really excited to share this. Uh, I've been familiar with this for years. Finally, we get to share it. This is probably the most bold and different remix uh, as far as like what the original is. This is like a straight up modern electronic remix of Bowie Base Galaxy. Let's take a listen to this from the Sochi 2014 Olympic Winter Games. EDM meets <laughs> film score. I don't know what's going on here. This is just BA. Uh, oh my gosh, I love this so much. Uh, this is Bowie Base Galaxy from the Sochi 2014 Olympic well, I think Games. EDM meets video game music. Yeah. The Mario Galaxy music in those soundtracks are just so phenomenal. We've lauded them for years on the podcast. We should talk about what this they remix have does some of to the that. best melodies. But yeah, what I just found so wonderful, um, and what I was thinking about when I was listening to this is like, really, the personalities of both companies have remained. You know, Nintendo has always been a little bit more earnest and kind of cute, and you could kind of make fun of them for that. 
Uh, but Sega has always been trying to cool. do what's the new thing, mm -hmm. you know? They're not concerned with doing something timeless. They're trying to be really cool and hip but and I'm, with whatever current trend I'm is I'm so happening. impressed that this dubstep remix not only works, great. but in some ways I might like this better than the original. It's so cool and it's unique. It's really well done. It's just so well done and the power of that melody and chord progression really come across in a way that's just like, this is like a banger. Well, like I this, wonder which I of these composers was kind of fluent in in this genre because I, I mean it, it definitely is a huge asset to uh, the soundtrack and to their whole team yeah. I mean, Gosh. to have somebody who can actually authentically do that EDM sound. If that's what dubstep sounded like, I would be a huge fan. But it's not. <laughs> it doesn't sound... It doesn't have those types of There's chords no and There's no great melodies. melody on top of it, yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to now move on to another Mario remix, but back from the 16-bit era. This is the main theme, the main overworld of Mario World, actually. Uh, they're doing a remix of I that I think iconic. an underrated uh, Koji Kondo <laughs> classic. Oh, is, is that really... Could you call that underrated? I would call it underrated. The Mario World seems like people one of the most yeah, And I know the game themes. is great, I'm saying, but most people don't really talk about that Mario World theme. People they talk know about, it, though. They talk about like the overworld theme, or they talk this about... This is the overworld theme. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the title screen. No, no, no this is the overworld for Mario okay, World. Okay, not underrated. <laughs> Never mind. Perfectly rated. For, yeah, I would I would agree. It's pretty much on the nose. I thought you are Because the title... Don't you think the title screen's a little underrated? Yeah, I suppose it's... It's not it, focused on enough. There's it's not, so good. It's one yeah, of his best melodies. I think that's part of it because it has that kind of cutesy, childish kind of lullaby to it, you know? Um, so good. All right, this is uh, the main theme from Super Mario World from Sochi. Here we go. good writing in this just a wonderful cover uh, remix modern arrangement of mario world overworld theme composed by koji kondo this is now the sega digital studio composers working on this man they did a great job obviously this this doesn't feature all real performers some virtual instruments here but i think this is one of the better modern arrangements i've ever heard of this theme yeah i mean koji kondo god he's such a genius I mean, I'm just so glad that they're able to keep this music alive for another generation because I just really think it's important. I mean, I don't know. I, I've i been very vocal that I think Koji Kondo, I mean, he's my favorite living composer. Uh, and I just think uh, the fact that 
he's still alive and you know I just want him to be working on more games but I'm more at the very least bon we have Jovi, to personally. <laughs> we have to carry on his legacy Beach Boys uh, I thought you were going to say <laughs> well that goes without saying it's all about Beach Boys but I, I, I don't know I want to carry on that music because I mean with all of the incredible tunes he's already composed in both the Mario and Zelda series I mean you have enough music to kind of last a lifetime yeah I mean, he's no Brian Wilson, but he's pretty good. <laughs> Let's move on to another I beg to differ, remix uh, from this game. This is remixing Sherbet Land from Mario Kart 64, the Kenta Nagata score. Oh, cool. This is a very, very fun remix of this. Uh, let's take a listen. Wonderful remix of Sherbet Land. Do you think this is the Mario best Kart thing that Kenta Nagata ever did? It's possible. I mean, you could also say Dragon Roost Island from Wind Waker. I this mean, is amazing. This is a classic really one of Mario theme. One of the best Mario yeah, themes. It's uh, really perfect. We were just talking about this. That I think, in some ways, Kenta Nagata outdid what Soyo Oka did. I think Mario Which Kart 64. Which is such a crazy thing to say because Soyo phenomenal is a G. music and takes things to the next level. It does feel more fresh and modern, and more kind of like authentically jazzy. In certain, well, you think think about that theme that plays with, when the the results come in that like really right. crazy like eleven eight jazz fusion piece like yeah it's like but it still feels like uh, Mario because you have these very catchy melodies. Yeah. This one is is great because this it kind progression of, in particular, um, sure, it's, it's almost kind of um, it's the I, Mario I think Kart he progression. Was, we associate it as the Mario Kart progression, but it's really the Nintendo progression. I mean, I think he's almost taking influence from say like the uh, Mario Three map theme. I know the chords are a little different, but that kind of thing uh, crops up all over the place. And then also on the Super Nintendo, the way. The way that Yoko Shimomura took that theme in like Mario RPG oh, yeah, and harmonized true. it more like this. And there's great Kirby examples that do the th- same thing. I mean, this is kind of like the prototypical Nintendo progression. The thing I love about this track is there are some kind of elevator music vibes to it. It kind of reminds right. me of like 50s public domain music because it's so cheesy, but you can't help <laughs> but smile. And I think the, re- the arrangement yeah, of the this. The arrangement is great almost job. having tongue in cheek kind of and winking at yep. some of that stuff. Okay, guys, we're going to move on to this week's track of the week and it is another cover also from the mario series this is covering slider from super mario 64 so that's why it's track of the week because it's, it's just one okay of the greatest this is why it's ever. track of the week one of the greatest themes in video games and just taking it to the next level this is an amazing remix it's pretty much like this high energetic frantic ska jazz cover 
Um, uh, it feels this really one. natural. We've played it before on the podcast. It's just one of my favorite remixes. Um, and I think if I had to show someone one track from the series to kind of wow them, this would be what I would show them. From Mario and Sonic at the Sochi 2014 Games, this is Slider. This is the best. <laughs> it's just the best. This is Slider. Amazing remix from the Sochi 2014 Olympic Games. Let's say all the people that worked on this game. Uh, Tadashi Kinukawa, Hideaki Kobayashi, Neofumi Hataya, Chihiro Aoki, Jun Senue, Misaharo Fukuyama, Yuri Fukuda, Yukuda Minobe, and Ken Inaoka. Uh, amazing. How great is it to get actual, like, heavy jazz cats taking the trading fours those frantic blistering solos uh i think what i was saying about this remix is that i think it's a perfect remix in my mind because it's this great balance of paying reverence to the original and staying true to what is good about the original material right. but also changing just enough to make it fresh well and a big part of that just has to do with realizing the initial spirit of the piece you know and kind of it's like when you actually expand that out with full instruments those instruments kind of want to have some fun yeah. and, and go to town a little bit. I think you and I are probably on the extreme end, though, of remixes. You know, we like yeah. things that basically stay true to the original we thing. We like covers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we we want uh, game remixes to be like a cover Which band. Which is why that's what we do in our band. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I think uh, it makes sense why we would love this. I think people that are into almost the opposite thing where it barely anything of the original material is even there and it's right. all something completely new. But I don't like that because what Koji Kondo did was already perfect. You know, yeah. you just kind of have to realize his original dream. Yeah. And I mean, the spirit in the frenetic energy of that original piece it's almost calling for those players to have these like wild, crazy solos it's and just amazing. have a really good time. You know, yeah. it, 
it doesn't feel like a reimagining. It feels like uh, just fulfilling the original imagination. I don't you know, know if Koji Kondo has heard this. I assume he had to sign off on it at some point, or maybe it's possible he didn't. But he would just, I think, eat this up. He would love this, I think. I think he'd be very touched by this. I'm and sure. you know, guys, in speaking of covers and remixes, we should mention that last week we released the Mercado Band uh, album Live from the Lair. That has all the tracks... Uh, the covers that we've put out uh, this whole year. So 14 one tracks. Original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that is true. It's a cover of uh, Mega Buster, which is our Mega Man homage album. So yeah, that was, my, that was snuck, my track. We snuck that in there. It's the last track. So we had a great time putting <laughs> that together. I know a lot of you guys have been asking for like a downloadable album version of that. So um, yeah, check that out on our band camp. All right, let's move on to the last track from Sochi for today. And this is the only remix in the Sonic world that we're going to get. Uh, and it's really good. This is... Windy Hill Zone from Sochi. Here we go. Amazing. You guys are listening to Windy Hill Zone, which is remixing a track originally from Sonic Lost World, which makes total sense because that game had so much to owe to Galaxy. That's just one of the reasons why this fits like a glove in this game, in this series. Um, yeah, this is this is a great track, great remix. Well, and it's that kind of... It's that great pop music uh, descending baseline progression that feels almost... Uh, fair use for mario and for sonic you That's know true. it's a part of pop music it's part of the beatles it's you know it's it's just that kind of thing that to me uh, part of the screams, beach boys <laughs> screams classic video game music uh and it's really fun hearing uh themes from both series fit together and i'm just kind of delighted you, you almost have to pinch yourself at how much of this music is from games in the last you know five ten years i guess galaxy is now uh about 10 years old crazy to think uh but i i just think that's really there's something special about that that it's like as great as all of the classic themes are they're really getting mileage out of some of the newer stuff and i'm just so happy that both these series have maintained have maintained uh kind of a high caliber of music quality here, here. Let's move on to the last game in the series, the most recent. It's Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. And I got to say that these um, 
composers and musicians at Sega really outdid themselves with this soundtrack. Not only do they have some amazing remixes and amazing original music, but I was a really big fan of how they went for a specifically Brazilian style of, of music in the score. There's a lot of kind of nods to Latin music and to traditional Brazilian music, which I thought was a really cool choice uh, since the Olympic Games were in Rio. So um, we're going to focus a little bit on some of the, the wonderful original music. We're going to start things off with a track called Copa Cabana Beach from the Rio Olympic Games. And just some of the people we have from Sega in this game, we once again have Kenichi Takoi, um, Terohiko Nakagawa, uh, Mitsuharo Fukuyama, uh, Tomoyo Otani, and some of the other people that worked on previous games. This is Copa Cabana Beach. phenomenal video game music although i'm sad that it was wasted uh in this game i think this is better than a lot of modern sonic music and better than a lot of a lot of modern video game music this is just so amazing i mean the budget they had in this game is sounds like bigger than any of the previous ones i mean the production in the recording is just amazing they got this kind of very authentic group of um you know musicians playing traditional Brazilian grooves with the percussion and the bass. Uh, The horn writing is is wonderful. My favorite thing about it is that although it feels authentic to those Brazilian traditions, compositionally, it's so video gamey. Right. And I I think it it sets the palette that you're going to hear through the rest of the game. You know, I mean... it kind of needs to be music that can sit alongside those great retro remixes, you know? Very, very true. Yeah, and part of me just wants to kind of just listen to this for a long time. This track is 9 minutes and 56 seconds. Yeah, I mean, it's just delightful. The themes the are great. Through. The chords, again, feel part of that Nintendo, Sega video game palette. Uh, and it's a really... It's a really great change of pace. I mean, not to say that we needed anything different from the soundtracks we were getting, but they kind of had this big band jazz, kind of retro mm-hmm. 70s vibe a lot of it did. Obviously, we heard that uh, EDM example, which was fantastic and modern. But it's just nice that they went in a different direction because so nice. it seems to complement their sensibilities. Because it seems you would like describe had... the music as energetic, performed, soloistic music mm-hmm. uh, that has an emphasis on some you know popular music more old school popular music uh elements to it and 
Latin music is perfect for that. But also know? the fact that it is in Rio, there's an actual logical reason for that. Right. And it seems like their musical direction was so clear in this project. It's just, I don't know. But just think of I'm how so many examples within both the Sonic and Mario series where Latin music is an influence. I mean, a, a yeah. track that this kind of reminds me of almost would be like the file select from Sonic 3. Sure. Uh, very similar kind of groove. And I mean, it's well known how much Latin music had an influence on Koji Kondo's early years with I mean, the Mario series. There's been a lot of amazing uh, Latin music in video games. Some of my favorite, as far as authenticity goes, is the De Blob series. De Blob 1 and 2 had some great stuff but i gotta say this this uh real score is some of the most like legitimate latin music in video games that i've heard and it's just so fun too right it's just well done all right now let's move on to a cover this is an example of taking a song that we always liked and we thought it was good and now this is like the definitive version like i want this to replace the original this is super bell hill from Super Mario 3D World. Um, it's, it's in one of the gymnastics portions of the game from Rio 2016 Olympics. Enjoy. Talking about outdoing the original. What what was that for in the game? Um, rhythmic gymnastics. Wow, man, that's so cool. You have a feeling they're timed events, you know, so the music can kind of go on a journey. It doesn't need to be a loop. It, it kind of reminds me of what they did with the staff roll from 3D World. Yeah, we were and talking you even get about that it. like sax soli section. Well, because I was like, I want this to replace harmonies. the original, and, and then when it modulated, it was like, oh wait, that actually probably wouldn't work in the game because it has right. this specific modulation well, and point. It's just so intense and ever present um i don't think that you know koji kondo was a sound director for uh 3d world and he tends to not i think want the music to do that as much and all the music in that game even though i think it's great it's a bit more subdued you know it Mm -hmm. wouldn't necessarily overpower the whole sound the only thing i'll say is like this track delivers that big band promise completely that we were kind of 
promised when this yeah, I mean, game I was announced. I have to say, if this is what that track sounded like, I probably would have been more excited about it. Yeah. I think I, I'm also just a little hesitant whenever a new composer is trying to like don the Koji cap um, and say like, oh, I can write a Mario theme too. And mm-hmm. as much as I think Mahito Yokota is a genius, I think... You know, maybe like some others, I, I was a bit resistant to this theme at first, but I mean, sure. it's really grown on me. And this uh, presentation just just showcases what's so unique about that melody and w- what are the great things about that piece and not so much just trying to set it, um, not trying to set it up as like a quintessential Mario theme necessarily. It's a great theme. It's not as uh, airtight as something that Koji Kondo would write. I think there's probably maybe a little too many notes here and there. It's just, you right. know, it's like Koji Kondo could have conveyed that in less notes yeah i I think it it comes down to it's like mihiro yokota knows how to write a mario theme in terms of i don't want to say the formula but bringing an idea through to its full potential but that initial nugget if it was koji kondo it would be like three notes as opposed to seven let's take a listen to another wonderful original latin track from the rio 2016 olympic games this is bara This is my favorite track of the day, personally. I just respond so much to this. This is just one of my favorite discoveries. I Oh my goodness, I love this so much. This is Bara from the Mario and Sonic at the Rio games. This is just amazing. It just keeps going and going and going. And no matter who you are, eventually you're going to get to a point in this track where you're going to be won over. Like, okay, I will admit this is this is just great. It, rhythmically, right. so engaging so many great like just kind of offbeats and syncopations the writing the performance is just amazing uh this is like i don't know this puts a lot of the mario kart 8 music to shame and that is saying i like the mario kart 8 music but this is better (laughs) i'm sorry this is just some of the best like modern latin music uh i've heard sure i mean i think some of the mario kart 8 music might win in terms of sheer melody um, but when it comes to the overall presentation and uh, just every single aspect of it, yeah, I mean, you can't, be, 
you just can't beat these games. I mean, they're Phenomenal. just firing on all cylinders. And it, it's kind of a fire. bold, it, it's kind of a difficult task to create new music to sit alongside some of these classic uh, game themes. Some of them mm-hmm. uh, going back to some of our most cherished, nostalgic video game but memories. did they ever rise to that occasion? Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness. It, it almost, I get this sense that they, um, they had so much fun doing the arrangements and remixes that there was almost like this excited effort to write n- new music um, but I mean there, there were so many people that, that worked on this soundtrack so I imagine there's different people doing different things but I, I just imagine that they had some sort of uh, collaborative spirit in talking about the tone of the game and um, I, I think it was really helpful actually that uh, with the Rio setting there was like this cohesive aesthetic that they were yeah. all working to deliver on whether it was a remix or whether it was an original piece it all kind of seems like it's uh, the same fabric and as much as I love Nintendo that's not always the case with Nintendo music I yeah. mean, even the Galaxy games which I celebrate and praise them for their eclecticism uh, each level gives you a completely different palette I mean all of the orchestral themes seem to have some sort of through line mm-hmm. um, but it's that kind of quintessential Nintendo quirkiness um, but w- what I love about this soundtrack is that you could almost you can listen to it like an album and it, you almost get whisked away into that environment it's so great the fact that it all has that Latin flavor is just well, lovely. Let's move on to another original theme that's played during an actual sport. This is the beach volleyball theme from Rio. harmonized melody with the trumpets is just the most happy thing it this just kills me i i I am in love with this score it's it's amazing like this one is this great combination of jazz um obviously latin uh really nice guitar work you know there's a question that i i had you know i haven't played this game but you know when you're playing uh this beach volleyball i wonder how many boys can fit in the screen how many beach boys can you fit is it four? Is it eight? <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. How many boys can you fit on the beach? Okay, talking about this music, uh, something that I think is great and what I enjoy about the Mario like peripheral games, uh, say like the, say any of the Mario sports games or Mario Kart or here with this Mario and Sonic, mm-hmm. is that they're able to indulge in this kind of unabashed sense of fun that you never get to have in the Mario games because even though it's generally kind of sunny and positive and fun you know I mean you're rescuing the princess and you're fighting enemies in these games it's just like having fun in the sun you know racing against your friends Uh, so the music can just kind of be even goofier even more over the top I think that's a little offensive to actual Olympians because it's not just fun in the sun for them this is not the music they're hearing (laughs) (laughs) I've been training they're hearing like Hans Zimmer music I make one mistake and my life is over yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> Isn't that so sad? Like you're, you're going to the Olympics, you've been training years, and you trip and fall, and that's it. You're done. You can't do it another for another four years. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, what a tough job. Anywho, <laughs> let's get back to more fun. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get back to uh, another original track. This is the football theme. We've played this before on the podcast. Uh, now, football, we're talking about soccer here, um, and, and that is definitely yeah, get clear. get it right, guys. When, when you hear kind of, uh, there's this really great section where it's like this crowd chant, like this whole crowd is chanting this, you know, imaginary like soccer anthem. It's just wonderful. This is football from Rio 2016 Olympic Games. great melody you know what an awesome idea yeah it's such a great idea it really feels like this full football stadium's chanting this well because that how stuff do you happens think... all the time yeah uh... it does how do you think they recorded that chant i have no idea um it could be a myriad of different ways they maybe they got like a choir or a group of like men's voices uh put some reverb on it and then, yeah they could have done that or they could have even done that and then double tracked it and just gone to town on doing um like a lot of times uh that kind of reverb is saved for like sound effects or dialogue tracks in movies when they're mm-hmm. trying to make something sound like it's outside um who knows i'm, I'm sure they you know what they really i would have done town. i would have uh recorded like a decently dry performance of like a, a chorus doing that then i would have rented out an empty stadium and had it being played in the loudspeakers and, re- and taken a microphone there and recorded that stadium being played. But if you could rent out a stadium, why don't you just get the people to record <laughs> it in the stadium? Then you have to rent out that amount of people, too, and people are expensive. I'm saying yeah, an empty stadium. Yeah, but you already stadium. had the people in the... Okay. So have the original people sing it in the stadium. That's what I'm saying. Might not be enough people. I mean, that's what I would do. Well, that's where we disagree. I would get the Beach Boys, the living, surviving <laughs> members of the Beach Boys. Okay. You're, you're giving me this Pavlovian response. The next time I hear a Beach Boys song, I'm just going to get really mad. Oh, God. That's, that's sad. I don't think that's possible because they're so happy. That's true. 
I wish they all could be California girls. All right, now let's move on to another remix. It's been a while. Uh, and this California is... <laughs> girls. Are... That's the song you're talking great, about, right? Great cover. Great yeah. Beach Boys cover. <laughs> um, now we're going to move on to a remix that is very different than the tone that we typically get in Rio. Um, this is a really great cover of Rosalina and the Observatory from Mario Galaxy. Um, Another perfect Koji Kondo yeah, theme what that I like, makes me want to quit composing. What I like about it, it's one of the best Koji Kondo themes probably he's ever written. What I like I about that, it... You know, the people in my life make fun of me. Like, I'll constantly be, like, mm-hmm. talking about Koji Kondo. And my girlfriend, she teases me all the time. She's like, you say that about every single Koji right. Kondo piece. I'm like, yeah, but they're all so good. And this one is cool because uh, there's some heavy use of the acoustic guitar, which is definitely a color that I would not expect if I were going to be covering this but um it works really well let's take a listen to this remix of rosalina in the observatory I truly can't imagine a better remix of this. Uh, really takes everything that works about the original. It's putting it into this nice kind of quasi Latin context, kind of like this three-four Brazilian waltz. Oh yeah, here the flute makes sense too. We heard the flute in the original, so it, that's a nice pair to hear that. This is just so much love and reverence to the original. This is this is what a video game remix should be. I think. Yeah, just delightful. And I mean, with a fantastic melody, it can wear so many different hats. And I think the reason they keep using music from the Mario series is because those melodies are just so durable and Mm -hmm. they can have a myriad of presentations and maintain their original spirit. And as great as a lot of the new Sonic music is, it's kind of like this, where it's very dependent on its presentation. Sure. When you take that away from it, people aren't necessarily going to recognize, you know, Windy Hill or whatever. Right. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Yeah, it's all about the melodies here. So we're going to play the last track here on our playlist. And this is remixing DK Island Swing. And what do you know? It's the best remix I've ever heard of DK Island Swing. It's just like all taking through all the paces of, you know, how that piece mutates. It starts with that one section and slowly moves on. It does that. And it's like, okay, yeah, we'll just give you the best remix you've heard of this. Oh, okay, it's from Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Not even Mario, Sonic, and <laughs> no, DK. It's just Mario, in some Sonic, ways, and Dave Wise at in, the Olympics. Yeah, in some, I, that would be a fun Olympics road trip. No, in some ways, like it, I'm a little bit mad that like this game gets this definitive. But I, I've never heard a good as good of a remix of DK Island Swing. Let's take a listen to this uh, from Rio Olympic Games.
Oh my goodness, folks. We could talk about this for 10 minutes, but that was the last track of the day. What an amazing series. Oh my goodness. I love this remix. I mean, oh my it's God. The best. It's the it's almost becoming the definitive version of the it island totally swing It totally is, theme. and that's what's I crazy. I love that they're able to incorporate the melodic elements from that more ambient B section, mm-hmm. but not give up this kind of swing, yeah. you know, Benny Goodman groove. I want to send this going. to Dave Wise. I know for a fact he probably hasn't heard this. I, I this is just like one of my favorite things about it is finally that melody of that we have it played in an, an authentic swing style. Oh, you even get the Oh, it's How just awesome is that? it's so on the nose. I mean, there's a certain way that like actual jazz uh, sax players would play that line. What notes they'd accent? You know, you kind of accent the upbeats and stuff. And so to actually hear that that great melody played in a way this literally feels like a benny goodman big band uh, recording which is what you know dave wise was inspired by with this track you know getting that sing 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 style floor tom beat is so perfect yeah guys guys we had we had a great time today we're so glad we finally got to share the music of the mario and sonic at the olympic games and there's definitely a lot more tracks that we that we couldn't include that we'll bring in for marcata radios and show and tells and, and what have you so thanks for joining us today yeah, too bad we couldn't time this up with, you know, an actual Olympic event. I just event, couldn't wait that yeah, long. Yeah, we didn't man. want to wait another, you know, Two year years. and a half. Yeah, so so guys, um, we, like we said, just recently released our live uh, from the Layer album of uh, video game covers. So, you know, kind of continuing the vein today. Um, not as bombastic as the stuff you heard today, um, but we had a good time with that. Uh, so you can check that out. You can follow us on Twitter at Marcado Brothers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes. And thank you so much to everyone who's left nice iTunes reviews. Uh, also, thanks to our patrons on Patreon. That's a great way you can support the show. We also recently, fairly recently, started uh, a Discord server. So you guys can join us on there and That's chat with fun. us. Yeah, now that Will's back in the summer, he's going to be able to be uh you know a little bit more active on there absolutely if i can figure out how to work my phone i'm like an old geezer oh another thing i want to mention uh if you're a fan of film music you should check out our other podcast underscore that i host with our brother marty um last week we actually had a two episode week we did an interview with the composer john lunn who did uh downton abbey and things of that nature and then on friday we actually had our first episode of back to the future and so all this month we're going to be exploring uh the music of that incredible film culminating in another feature-length audio commentary. God, so that's going to be so fun. what a great score that is. <laughs> I know, right? So, so fun. Um, yeah, and on yeah, uh, Tuesday great. tomorrow, we're actually going to have an episode just focusing on like the pop songs in the movie. Oh, so like the great. Huey Lewis in the news How and all the, great, uh, 60, all the great 50s songs. It's going to be so fun. That's so fun. Well, we're going to play you guys out with a track from the original game. We're saving it for the end. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. This is the opening composed by Masamichi Amano, and this is another beautiful orchestral composition guys this has been so much fun uh thanks yeah. again for sticking with us too uh, bad i won't get to see you or talk to you until next week at this time <laughs> it's a part of our writer part of our contract we can only talk to each other when we're recording the podcast all right guys my name is carl brueggemann and i'm will brueggemann have a great week everybody peace out <laughs>